Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Rugby Lineout podcast. And uh, as usual, we wrap up last week's rugby action from around the globe. And what a weekend it was with quarterfinals in the URC, uh, some thrilling matches there, uh, quarterfinals in Super Rugby, some good games there, and uh, the end of the regular season for MLR, which sadly saw it end with a bit of a damp note for our boys, the Toronto Arrows. But uh, on a more positive note, from a Canadian perspective, an absolutely massive shout out to the Canadian women down in New Zealand in the Pacific Four uh, series for 2022, uh, in which Canada thumped the USA. Uh, Canadian ladies thumped the USA. So uh, the Canadian men's team could probably take a few notes out of their book. But yeah, really good effort uh, from the girls down in New Zealand against the USA. Um, and hopefully they can carry that momentum uh, with them into their game this weekend against uh, kind of a powerhouse of women's rugby, the New Zealand Black Ferns. But anyway, on that note, uh, like I say, big shout out to the Canadian ladies. But starting off with last week's action uh, in Super Rugby quarterfinals. Let's be completely honest, uh, not a huge amount of surprises there. Uh, We got underway with the Crusaders uh, against the Reds. Um, You know, to be honest... I, this, yeah, like I say, the result did not surprise me. The Crusaders uh, kind of dispatched the Reds fairly convincingly the weekend before. Uh, and in the repeat match, much the same was seen again. Fairly uh, comprehensive victory from the Crusaders, um, 37-15 over the Reds. And definitely the Crusaders just getting better and better with each outing. So... Yeah, some uh, a big performance from the team overall, and they are certainly looking like the team to beat, very much so. Um, and the Reds, well, their season has kind of ebbed away. Uh, after a fairly bright start in the Australian derbies, they couldn't carry that form across the Tasman into competition with New Zealand sides, and like I say, it their season kind of all went downhill once the competition became trans-Tasman. Next up, we had the Chiefs against the Waratahs. Once again, you know, the the Waratahs were not quite the Renaissance men that we thought perhaps they might have been this year um, after a dreadful dreadful season uh, last year. Uh, The promise that they did show this season was, was encouraging, but still a long way behind their Kiwi opposition. And certainly the Chiefs looking very, very good. Uh, Very good value for money. Um, You know, good to see Luke Jacobson uh, in the back row for the Chiefs, back to some of his best. Expect to see him get a call up against New Zealand. I wouldn't be surprised there. Uh, Very impressed with Brad Weber. Uh, I think come the... Uh, decision-making time for uh, the New Zealand coaching staff and who they pick to face Ireland uh, next month. Certainly Brad Weber is going to be in there. Um, Very much so, I think. Uh, I I think it's basically between him and and Finlay Christie from the Blues. Uh, 
But I think, yeah, in, in many ways, I would say that, um, you know, Weber's experience will probably give him perhaps the edge over Finley Christie in one or two of the big games against Ireland. We'll see. But I think certainly uh, the New Zealand selectors are spoiled for choice between uh, Brad Weber and Finlay Christie in terms of who they pick to face Ireland. Um, Blues, Highlanders, uh, complete non-starter. Worst New Zealand team against the best New Zealand team. Highlanders have had a pretty dismal season. Uh, as I mentioned in my podcast last week, in many ways, I didn't really feel they, they'd earned that, uh, that quarterfinal spot. I, I think probably the four should have got it, but it wasn't to be. Um, but the proof of the pudding was in the eating. The Highlanders were easily dispatched by the Blues. There was really no contest there whatsoever. And then the last quarterfinal of the weekend, Brumbies Hurricanes. Um, Brumbies, the best side in Australia, uh, hands down against the the Canes. Um, it was a tough game. Uh, certainly the Brumbies had to work for that. Um, but some pretty impressive standout performances um, from uh, Tom Wright uh, on the wing and Tom Banks at fullback. Uh, those two guys really turned on some electric rugby. Um, so kudos to them. Uh, are the Brumbies good enough to ultimately face uh, the best New Zealand team? The Blues next weekend uh, on the road, I would hazard a guess and say no. Um, not to be dismissive of uh, the Brumbies and no insult implied to, to Brumbies fans. Hopefully none taken. Uh, a very good team, but you know, as, as, the, as it gets to the business end of the tournament, much like last year, it's really all about the New Zealand teams. Um, and I think... You know, the Brumbies would have been facing either the Crusaders or the Blues, and I just don't see them strong enough to get past either of them, especially away from home. So we shall see. Maybe there's a surprise in the bag, um, and that was certainly a pretty pretty fine performance from the Brumbies against a good good side in, in the shape of the, of, of the Hurricanes. But they're going to need, need to step it up yet another set of gears um, against the Blues this weekend. But yeah, definitely some exciting rugby on show. And um, I think definitely that Brumbies Blues game is going to be uh, a very interesting contest, as will be that uh, New Zealand uh, derby slash semifinal between the Crusaders and the Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs looking the on-form team. I'm sorry, the Crusaders looking the on-form team of the two. But, you know, the Chiefs, I've liked a lot of what I've seen from them. Um, I think they there will definitely be a contest there. Make no mistake about it. So, yeah, that was Super Rugby. And then we had four what I thought um, were absolutely outstanding, with the possible exception of the Leinster-Glasgow game. Uh, some, some outstanding URC quarterfinals. We first started off on Friday with Ulster, who essentially demolished Munster. Um you know, apart from some amazing performances from Keith Earls for Munster, um, a remarkable try, um, just showing that, you know, despite his age, that man has some extraordinary athleticism. Um, 
and I also thought that, uh, you know, when when he came on for Connor Murray, I thought Craig Casey looked r- so much more dynamic, and I would, I would have been interested to see if they'd started with Casey if if that game might have had a different momentum to it, but they didn't, um, and Ulster ultimately were just dominant. Um, a, a fantastic performance from Ulster. Uh, from start to finish, some really big performances um, from the forward pack, uh, especially uh, Nick Timoney. Um, but you know their their backs really really shone. Uh, Ethan McElroy on the wing, um, James Hume in the center had an absolutely outstanding game. Robert Balakoon uh, on the opposite wing, just phenomenal. Uh, definitely uh, Balakoon, Hume, and McElroy must surely be in the mix for the Tour de New Zealand, um, along with Timoney. But yeah, some some big performances from Ulster um, last weekend. Oh, sorry, this weekend. And uh, yeah, great game to watch. Uh, really good. Um, Ulster looking very, very strong with some real depth uh, in them as well. You know, Nathan Doak, when he came on, looked really sharp. Um, Kieran Treadwell, you know, it just Ulster looked Ulster looked like a unit. There's there's no getting away from it. Um, it's going to be tough for them. They've got to travel down to Cape Town this weekend to face uh, a definitely informed Stormers side. Um, but we'll see. They they should certainly fancy their chances. Uh, they've run the Stormers close before on and on the road, so you know. Uh, I think that's going to be a fascinating, fascinating contest. And uh, given the quality on display from Ulster this past weekend, I think I think we're in for a in for a match, and then some. And uh, the next game, you know, obviously, if you're a, a Leinster fan, like I'll, like I am, uh, great to see Leinster just firing all guns blazing. Um, but it wasn't really a contest. Uh, Glasgow played five minutes of rugby. And, and I mean that genuinely. They played five minutes of rugby, and that was it in an 80-minute match. And those five minutes happened in the first five minutes. Um, you know, if you were the Glasgow coach or if you were a Glasgow fan, you would have been pretty disappointed by that. You know, I, admittedly, Le- Leinster are the uh, one of the in-form sides in Europe right now. They were clearly pipped from losing the Heineken Cup, so they came out all guns blazing. Um, but after five minutes, Glasgow wasn't even in the match. Defensively, they were a shambles. They just looked desperately out of shape. You know, the last quarter of the game, they just, they looked like a bunch of old men in, in, in poor physical shape. Um, Leinster were just running rings around them. Um, so yeah, you know, just a massive performance from, from Leinster across the park. Big game from Dan Sheehan. Um, he's really, um, he's really cemented his 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 position in the in the hooker hooker spot, leaving uh, nothing in the absence of Ronan Kelleher, who's out injured. So yeah, a very strong there. Um, you know, Josh Van de Fleer and and Kalen Doris on fire as usual. 
Uh, Jameson Gibson Park scores his first try in the URC this season, but what a try that was. But he was just outstanding all game. I also really like the way he linked up with Jordan Larmer on the wing. Those two seem to have a real chemistry in that match. Um, yeah, Kieran Frowley at, at center. Nice try from him. Ringrose was on fire. Jimmy O'Brien, good try from him. I mean, just, it was just endless. Uh, you know, Leinster never dropped a gear for the full 80 minutes. Um, but, you know, again, it kind of harkens back to the, you know, the Heineken Cup. You know, Leinster looked really good because they were playing such a poor Glasgow side. So, you know, I think it still goes back to the point I made about in the Heineken Cup final, Leinster just went out and played Leinster rugby. And against Glasgow, they didn't have to adapt. So, whereas against La Rochelle, they needed to and they didn't. And it will be very interesting to see in their semifinal uh, against the Bulls. Admittedly, they're playing at home. They should feel pretty confident, but they're going to have to adapt. They're going to have to look at playing the Bulls, who are a strong physical side, in much the same way, uh, take the lessons they learned from playing against La Rochelle. You're not going to be able to just play the Leinster brand of rugby. You're going to have to tweak it and adapt it a bit to, 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 the, to your opponent, the Bulls. So, yeah, um, I just really hope that for Leinster's sake, they, they don't take that game against Glasgow um, and say, oh, yeah, you know, job, we're back on, we're back on our, our roll again. We've got our momentum going, and, and we're Leinster. We don't really need to do anything different. Be interesting to see. And then lastly, down in Cape Town, Stormers taking on Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh have definitely been the better of the two Scottish sides in the URC this year. Uh, this season, and as a result, rightly so, they will be Scotland's representative in the Heineken Cup next year. Um, yeah, you know that that wasn't it. It it I know unlike the Leinster Glasgow uh, effort, that was a good game from Edinburgh. They they pulled out all the stops, and there were some moments of real genuine brilliance from Edinburgh in that game. The Stormers at home, just and with that crowd behind them, just obviously. That added to a bit of momentum, and they're looking sharp. There's, there's, there's no question about it. You know, I'm finally seeing in Warwick Gallant uh, what everybody's been talking about. Now, whether he can still go and translate that into test level with the Springboks remains to be seen. Um, but Leolin Zass on the wing looked good. Manny Labak at fly half. You know, their big point scorer. Looks good. I do hold with the reservation that some say that he can't tackle in defense, um, you know, and he's going to need to, with with that back line from Ulster, he's going to need to be able to, to be able to do that. Um, so we shall see. Um, but yeah, certainly a pretty impressive, pretty impressive performance from the Stormers and a well-deserved semifinal place against Ulster at home for them in Cape Town this coming weekend. So yeah, but they some really exciting games. Um, oh, and sorry, and I, I forgot to mention um, Bulls Sharks. Uh, what a tense game! That in some ways I think that was the the best game of the weekend. Uh, the Bulls getting a narrow win by three points. Uh, Sharks kind of doing sort of what they did um, 
in in the run up to the playoff uh, when they played Ulster that that last round of regular season game. You know they they looked a bit sloppy at first. Then they they you know they mount this massive comeback, and they were really unlucky to lose that game. Um, but ultimately, the Bulls the deserved winners. Um, not by much, but definitely the the deserved winners. But that was it. Doesn't get much more tense and exciting than that. So yeah, all credit to the Bulls. They now make the the trip up to to Dublin to face Leinster. I'm not sure that on the road, uh, particularly in the Aviva against a very, very vocal Leinster crowd, uh, they'll be able to pull it off like they did at a packed Loftus uh, against the Sharks, but we shall see. But certainly, um, good performance and a good game. That was a very, I would say, one of the most, if not the most entertaining game of the weekend. So yeah, that was the URC setting up some very, very tasty semifinals for us uh, this coming weekend. And then MLR, well, MLR, what do I say? Um, for us here in Canada, MLR is kind of uh, done and dusted for another year. Um, how do I say this uh, tactfully? I I have to be honest, I was very disappointed by that Arrows performance. Uh, you know, they're, okay, they were out of the run for, for a playoff spot. That's already been decided by, by the time uh, that game came along this Sunday. But, you know, by the same token, it's your last game of the season in your first season back at home after after two years. And... I just expected a bit more of an effort. Um, you know, Old Glory are one of the weakest teams in the league. Um, you know, they're second from the bottom in the table. I'm not saying that Toronto should have gone in there thinking, oh, well, this is a this is a walk in the park. Um, you know, it's interesting. Old Glory had kind of seemed to pick up some momentum at the very tail end of the season, and they brought that with them to Toronto, and we paid the price for it. Um, you know... I just, I, I just didn't think Toronto really looked all that sharp, and I felt disappointed for their fans. Um, yeah, you know, I'm sure it's been a long, t- tough, hard season. This is a season of rebuilding from from Toronto, but fifty points to thirty five, and it could have been worse. At one point, it was, it was getting close towards the very end, um, and it was fifty points to twenty eight. Um, yeah, so kind of sketchy, you know. Um, not not really all that great. Um, where do we go from here? Well, nowhere, obviously, till the start of the ne- the season next year. But um, yeah, I, I think I think we deserve better. Uh, in short, and I think the boys. I'm sure they had it in them, but they didn't bring it. Um, and I think that's a little bit disappointing. Uh, they kind of fell off the boil again for, for about 20 minutes in that game after the, the first half. And they just do that too often. And I don't know whether it's a malaise with Canadian rugby. I mean, the national team does that as well. Um, I, I don't know how we fix that. I, it seems to be a permanent condition in men's rugby in this country. Um 
and it it costs us dearly it's brutal uh can it, you know the women don't seem to have that problem as evidenced by that game against the usa this weekend let's not this past weekend so yeah i really don't know what the answer is but um i think um you know all credit to the guys they've they've put in some great performances this this season but at times it just hasn't been good enough and i i think you know, everybody needs to pull their bootstraps up for next season. And, and uh, yeah, just just put that little bit of extra in. Find that find that missing 20 minutes um, every other game and take it from there. That's all I have to say. Um, some been some great performances, uh, both at an individual and team level from the Arrows. And, you know, like all of us here in Toronto, we're, we're delighted to have them back. We're grateful for their for everything they've done this season and then the effort they've put in. But I think it's, it's fair to say that we, we use the season as rebuilding and, and we, we step it up a few gears uh, next year. Um, like I say, some, some genuine talent in the team, Ross Browdy at scrum half, who unfortunately didn't play that game. Um, you know, uh, I think we, we need to find, you know, get him playing a lot more next season and keep him fit. Uh, for me, Ronan Foley at number eight, definitely the find of the season. Uh, I got to hang on to him at all cost. Um, yeah, so some good stuff there, but lots of work, lots of work to do. And then finally, um, something to cheer about from a Canadian perspective, um, Canada women in the Pacific Four, a comprehensive thumping of the USA 36-5. A terrific effort from the ladies. Like I've, I've watched the highlights of that game. I haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing, but really liked what I saw. Um, I think, you know, against New Zealand, who are probably alongside England, the best uh, women's team on the planet by a country mile. Um, that may well be a bridge too far for the ladies this weekend. Uh, but certainly I get, I think against the Wallaroos against Australia, uh, the weekend after, uh, that, that match is, is game on. So yeah, like I say, excellent performance from the ladies, uh, the men's team, please sit down and, uh, review that game and, and, and try and learn something from it. Cause, uh, yeah, that was a good performance and hopefully, um, more of the same against New Zealand. Uh, like I say, perhaps a bridge too far but um, certainly something to build on for the, the game, the game uh, a weekend later against Australia. I haven't had a chance to watch uh, New Zealand versus Australia, um, but as I say, looks New Zealand are a pretty uh, all-conquering side alongside England, so not too many surprises there. But yeah, an interesting tournament. Uh, it is being shown on TSN. Um, so you can catch it there and that's really the only place you can catch it. There's not really much anywhere else I've been able to find it. So yeah, that was rugby this weekend. Um, coming up this weekend, uh, lots to look forward to. Like I say, uh, on the, the note of the ladies, uh, it's the second round of the Pacific four tournament in New Zealand, uh, USA facing off against Australia and Canada taking on New Zealand. Uh, MLR, it's um, the uh, 
conference uh, playoffs um, for uh, the finals. So it'll be Rugby Atlanta versus Rugby New York and the Houston Sabercats versus the Seattle Seawolves. Um, and then, yeah, some epic Super Rugby uh, semifinals. You got the Crusaders uh, hosting the Chiefs, the Blues hosting the Brumbies. And then in the URC, uh, the Bulls travel north to Dublin to take on Leinster. And Ulster travel south to Cape Town to take on the Stormers. And as I say, based on the quality of, of the rugby we saw in uh, the quarterfinals, I think those are four matches you can really look forward to. Uh, your viewing options for Super Rugby um, and URC, for that matter, all over on Premier Sports Asia, uh, live and on demand. You still don't need a VPN to access it. It's a great service. Uh, I love it. Um, Super Rugby is also on TSN, um, live and on demand. Um, a lot of people have expressed some frustration with TSN's coverage at times. Like I say, I just find as a go-to and bang for your buck, Premier Sports Asia is the way to go for me, but that's a personal preference. Uh, URC, like I say, that'll be on Premier Sports Asia and Sportsnet Now Plus, but I Again, I, I would argue that Premier Sports Asia offers the better service. Uh, Pacific 4 will be on TSN. And lastly, I've had a couple of people with um, the um, summer tours just around the corner starting the end of this month. Um, lots of tasty stuff. An Ireland three-game series in New Zealand. Uh, England, the three-game series in Australia. Wales, a three-game series in South Africa, and Scotland traveling down for a three-test series to Argentina. Um, so that's definitely going to be a lot to look forward to. I know Premier Sports Asia has all the games. Um, I think TSN will most likely have uh, England's tour to Australia and Ireland's tour to New Zealand. I'm not sure now um, with... South Africa, Wales, and South Africa now kind of being part in the URC, but still in the in the uh, rugby championship. How the broadcasting rights are going to work in Canada for that? Because TSN has a rugby championship, does that mean they will still get South Africa's tour? Sorry, Wales's tour to South Africa. Not sure. And the same applying for Scotland's tour to Argentina. Um, you know, Argentina is still in the rugby championship and part of Sanzar and TSN seems to have broadcast access rights to that. So I'm not sure if you're in doubt, like I say, Premier Sports Asia's got you covered. Um, so that's it really. That's the wrap up for the week. Um, like I say, quarter, uh, semi-final action in URC and Super Rugby this weekend to look forward to. And, uh, that's it for the week. So as always, thanks ever so much for listening. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Uh, enjoy the summer weather now that it's finally here. Get the prize out. And, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Take care, everyone. Stay safe, and we will talk to you soon.